0: APU. American Public University is proud to present Online Teaching Lounge. This is episode number 37, Own Your Impact in Online Education. This podcast is for educators, academics, and parents who know that online teaching can be challenging, but it can also be rewarding, engaging, and fun. Welcome to the Online Teaching Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Bethany Hansen, and I'll be your guide for online teaching tips, topics, and strategies. Walk with me into the Online Teaching Lounge. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Online Teaching Lounge. I'm very excited to share with you this topic. We're going to talk about your impact in online education. Just to give you a little backstory... I once was a part-time faculty member teaching online. Then I became a full-time faculty member teaching online. I also have a background in K-12 education of 20 years. And then I became a faculty director. I've been doing this role for the past six years. When I became a faculty director, I saw things very differently. At first, I really did not know all of the inner workings of the university or the various impacts of my role in my teaching. I wanna share all this with you today for two reasons. First, when you know your impact, you can control the outcome a lot more and you can focus your energy to have a better impact. And second, when you understand the impact of a lot of different smaller parts, you can also understand how critically important you are It brings meaning to your teaching, and it gives you a lot more context to enjoy your role. So let's jump in. The first thing is about the big picture. If you're in public education or private education K-12, I'm not going to be very specific here for your role in your institution. I'm going to outline the higher education landscape idea, the big picture in a university operations setting. I hope you'll liken this to your own situation so that it can benefit you most. This first idea is, the university has a lot of different departments. For example, there's a registrar's office and also a huge group of folks that are dedicated to enrollment services. There's a student services department. Some of this has to do with academic support. There's a book list team, a librarian team, There are also all kinds of student clubs and organizations. There is a career services department and in the career services realm, students are looking for how to take their degree further, what they can do next and how to get a job in the field that they just graduated in. There's an appeals department. There's a conduct department that handles student behaviors that might be inappropriate or escalating. There's also a plagiarism and originality group. It might be an entire department or it might be within another department. There's a classroom support group. This would be your tech folks who are really skilled at helping you in that learning management system. Beyond that, they have incredible gifts for creating things. They might help you find multimedia or create some kind of interactive role play activity storyboard, decision matrix where students can have choice and engage in the content in a formative way. There is a center for teaching and learning, some kind of group that's going to give resources and increased professional development opportunities as well as skills that you can gain over time. There are a whole host of other faculty. Many of these people have immense experience teaching or in professional fields, or both. You can reach out to them, lean on them, learn from them. They all bring their own unique set of offerings to the table. Each faculty member comes with a rich set of skills that you can also connect to. And then of course, there's the bigger community. And the community might be your department, your school, a college, the entire university, and so forth. All of these departments have their own roles and on the day-to-day side of things, people who work in every single department may feel that their jobs are small. Keep in mind that by small means, huge things come about. Each person contributes a small part to the bigger picture of successful university operations. A lot of the things that people in these other departments do really support you in your online teaching and your role as a faculty member. For example, if you're struggling with your learning management system, you can very quickly reach out to your classroom support team for help within a short timeline. You can also build your goals for growth, your skills, and all these other things that will help you be even more powerful in that learning management system in the future. You can connect to the Center for Teaching and Learning for those kind of skills. You can connect to other faculty member and the bigger community. Why am I telling you about this big picture? My own experience was that as an online faculty member, I did not engage with very many of these departments. Occasionally, I might get an email from one or hear about something, but I did not really understand the inner workings of the teams. When I became a faculty director, very quickly, I was able to meet a lot of people on all of these teams, and I realized the obvious. We are all in this together. They were supporting the students. I was supporting the students. When we see everyone else as members of our own team, we can reach out much more quickly when we need help. We can connect, we can get support. Things become a lot easier. Just think about the chaplain department. Our university has a chaplain department. When we have a student who is struggling, maybe they are having a depression experience. Maybe it's even more extreme and they have expressed extreme distress. Maybe there are some issues with post-traumatic stress disorder. Whatever the situation, the chaplain department is one of our first lines of communication. The team that we connect with in the chaplain's office is incredibly supportive. They offer resources, ideas. They give us a lot of support and they can make suggestions that will help us engage in our jobs a lot better as faculty member. Just as each member of these departments that I've mentioned makes our jobs a lot easier and they contribute to the success of the university as a whole, what I do has an impact as well. What you do has an impact. As a faculty member, it's really important to know how we impact these other departments. For example, when we are really encouraging, supportive and helpful with a student, when we share the resources like career services as they're ending their degree program, or even in the middle, we support the career services and the student services departments by directing students the right way. We send them to the people that can help them most who have all the information to connect them to career support we further the educational goals of our students. Again, I mentioned as a faculty member, I was not always aware of all of the different departments and services and how they work together. Once I became a faculty director, I realized I could serve students a lot better as a faculty member teaching in the classroom if I helped them connect to different services and different departments when needed, but also, If I reached out as the faculty member to connect, for example, when I notice a student in distress or a student who has disclosed to me they have a disability and they really do need accommodations, but they haven't asked for them, I can suggest to the student that they reach out to the chaplain office or the DSA, Disability Services Department. I can also connect to those departments for tips and strategies and ideas. And I can also reach out to the Center for Teaching and Learning for additional skills. There are so many ways these departments support me as a faculty member. And they can support you too. What services exist in your institution? What can you do to connect with these different departments? And how can you learn your impact on these departments? on the people who work there. How does this broaden your awareness to think about your institution having so many different people there to support you? I hope you'll think on that and consider how what you do every day is so connected to the bigger picture, the mission of your institution, and the direction everyone's going in this educational journey. As you do that, you're gonna be able to think about how the small things really add up to a big thing. The second area I want to talk about is our own class. And I'm just talking about an individual section that we are teaching. Chances are you're teaching more than one class at a time. Let's just think about one class. To broaden your perspective in this area, I would like to talk about the past, present, and future focus. When we're focused on the present, we are thinking about the lesson to be taught, the topics we're investigating, we're thinking about how an assignment fits into the bigger picture, and we're focused on the day-to-day checking in of our students, ensuring that what they're doing is on par for an academic in this subject. When we're focused on the present, many times it makes our job easier to do because we can see just this small piece. And of course, as I've mentioned. By small things, large things come about. We can help promote our students' understanding in the entire class, just from each small thing along the way. The bigger picture has us thinking about the past and the future as well. The past would be, what courses did these students take before my class that got them here? What is their prior learning? What is their life experience? Thinking about the past in our course gives us a huge amount of perspective. What do we need to add? What kinds of concepts do we need to include? How can we stair-step them from where they were to where they need to be? The future focus is also important. Thinking about the bigger objectives in your course, the learning objectives, basically the outcomes, what should they know and be able to do when they leave this class, This is the bigger picture of future focus. Every small thing within your class ties into those bigger things. As a faculty member, when you connect those things for your students as you're writing your announcements, as you're teaching your class, you help your students to understand the big picture as well. Not all of us make those connections, of course. Not all of us look at the class and think, man, I'm so excited that I'm learning this because it's going to help me understand this big concept. In fact, most students don't think that way. Part of our job as faculty members is to tie the small things that they're doing into that bigger picture. Why are we doing this? It's going to help you with XYZ. It's going to give you skills, knowledge. It's gonna prepare you for this career adventure. It's gonna prepare you for the next class you're gonna take. It's going to apply in your life. We can also turn that around and ask students, How do you see this small piece of our course tying into this bigger goal? How does it work for you in your professional goals? Asking students these questions helps you do your job better because when they make the connections, they learn more. It's amazing to see those kind of connections happen throughout a course. Let's also think about past, present, and future in terms of data. When I became a faculty director, and I was no longer just teaching courses all the time, but I was also supervising faculty, coaching faculty, onboarding faculty, and all of those things that go with that role, one of the things I learned about was the data. There is a lot of data in an online course. For example, we might have an average grade report. As a faculty member, I can do this on my own. I can look at the final grades of all of my students. I can see, did all of them get A's? If that happens, chances are, I'm not really critically evaluating because I'm not really sure all of my students would just ace the class or naturally get A's. And while I'm not suggesting that we deflate grades in any way, the final course grades can give us a lot of information we can learn about our own grading process. We can also learn, is the rigor of the class too low? Have we not asked enough of our students in learning this subject? What can we do to really prepare them in this intellectual area, in the career field, and in the academic area? So final course grades are one piece of data that as a faculty member, I can look at, and so can you. A second one, is this percentage thing, and it comes from the withdrawal, incomplete, and D and F grades. At our institution, it's been called many different things, but the goal here is to look at those final percentages of how many students withdrew from your course during the first week, how many had to drop it somewhere after the first week, and how many just stopped engaging and disappeared. Occasionally, when you're teaching an online class, that happens. If you look for trends in your own teaching, it yields a lot of data. This data is just feedback. It's not a personal judgment of you. It might give you great feedback about your teaching approach, your teaching strategies, your relationships with students, and so forth. Think about the way the drops and failures in your courses lay out and start looking for indicators leading up to that. This will help you to always improve your teaching and get more connected to what your students really need. Another piece of data is student appeals and complaints. If there are student appeals and complaints happening often, chances are communication is low. Often we can change or improve the communication we have with our students to clarify things right up front. Most complaints and appeals that I have seen as a faculty director came about because the instructor simply did not communicate clearly. A lot of times, students just glossed over something and missed a detail, or they questioned could they resubmit or revise because they really did learn something and wanted to fix an assignment, and the instructor said no. Decide up front. Will you let your students revise things and resubmit? There's a whole department of people who get these complaints and appeals. And as an instructor, we don't always see that. Think about the times you may have heard about a complaint a student has had. And also consider, have you ever had a student appeal a final course grade? If you get information like this, again, it's data for you, it's very helpful. It helps us to consider our impact as educators. Are we communicating well? Do we have clear, consistent expectations? And do we maintain those with people over time? But it also helps us to look at that survey data over time. We can learn about our impact on students, our effectiveness in teaching the subject matter aside from the actual assessments that students do. We can also learn the trends. If we have areas to improve and we're working on it, we can see whether or not we're being successful or having an impact based on what students tell us. There is also the informal feedback students give us by way of comments, emails, and notes. These are worth collecting over time. As an educator, throughout your career, it is incredibly helpful to reflect on the comments your students give you. These can help you in validating what you're doing, know when to change, and also understand your impact even more. As you think about your impact, consider all of the different ways that your impact spreads throughout the institution, your student group, and over time. This will strengthen our teaching to consider the impact and how the small things we do all the time in the classroom really do lead to these bigger picture ideas. The goal is to change our perspective by stepping back a little bit, seeing the trends in our own teaching, seeing the bigger departments in our institution, seeing the impact of our efforts on students' completion of the course, on their persistence getting through the class and their degree program, and of course, on whether or not they actually appear to know the content in the subject matter itself. Think about all those departments at your institution and how they can support you and how what you do every day supports them. And also think about the past, present, and future focus of your teaching. By doing these things, we are all going to have a better impact in our online educational roles, we can connect better with what we're doing every day, and we can gain meaning and purpose in our work. I wish you all the best this coming week in your online teaching, and I hope this data that you may find will serve you well. Thanks for listening. This is Dr. Bethany Hansen, your host for the Online Teaching Lounge Podcast. To share comments and requests for future episodes, please visit bethanyhansen.com forward slash request. Best wishes this coming week in your online teaching journey. For more information about our university. Visit us at study at APU.com. APU American Public University.